2: Good morning. Welcome to Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Father P.J., good morning. Good morning, Father. Happy October. It's good to be here. It's good to be here, and, and the time go fast with this calendar. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. For we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, your Son, was made known by the message of, the, of an angel. made through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, who lives and reigns arranged with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever, and Amen. the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Believe it or not, we are close to ending the year, the month of October. But also for the Holy Mother, the church is a tremendous month to pray and an angelist tradition like at the Holy Rosary. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, the the collect, uh, which we just read, the the first prayer the priest says at Mass on the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, people might recognize because it's the prayer that we say at the end of the Angelus every day. Um, And uh, I remember when I was first... You know, in seminary and learning these things straight out, it was the prayer at the end of the Angelus and the prayer at the end of the Rosary that messed me up more than anything else because they're <laughs> almost identical prayers, right? But they, w- w- what both serve to do is focus our kind of constant attention on the incarnation, that, it, that the mystery of the incarnation renews the whole world. And so that by being constantly aware of God taking flesh and living and working among us, our life in the flesh is, is rendered divine.
2: And obviously, one of the goals in our program is to orient this month of October to pray the Rosary and encourage our brothers and sisters, our listeners, to pray the Holy Rosary daily. We will be reflect each week the mysteries of the Holy Rosary. In other words, the biblical root of the Holy Rosary as well. So, based on that, so this uh, Monday past, we can begin with a joyful mystery. Mm-hmm. The Annunciation of the Incarnation of Jesus by the angel. Mm-hmm. Listen, O house of David, it is not enough for you to wear a man. Must you also wear my God? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, Isaiah, Chapter 7, verses 13 to 14.
3: The prophecy of Isaiah reminds us of the sort of the gravity or the import of the angel's message to Mary. Uh, Gabriel's message to Mary is not for her alone, it's for the whole world. And that's why ultimately a whole horde of angels show up when the child is born in order to give glory to God for the great mystery long hoped for, now accomplished in our midst.
2: The fulfillment from God's love to the entire creation to provide us the good news, our Savior and Redeemer. The book of Genesis, chapter 18, verses 1, 9,
3: and 12. The Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth of Mamre. Where is your wife, Sarah? I will surely return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. So Sarah laughed. And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh? Is anything too marvelous for the Lord to do? At the appointed time, I will return to you, and Sarah will have a son. Jesus is only one of many promised sons throughout the course of salvation history. And he follows in this pattern of a couple who ought not be able to have children having children and that that child being
2: chosen from the beginning for some special work. The second joyful mystery is the visitation of Mary to Elizabeth and Zechariah. From the second book of Samuel, chapter 6, verses 9, 11, 14, 7, 8, 9, and 16. David said, How can the ark of the Lord come to me? The ark of the Lord remained in the house three months. David came dancing before the ark of the Lord with abandon. Speak thus to my servant David. I will make you famous like the great ones of the earth, your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me.
3: Mary's uh, great title is that of Ark of the New Covenant. And because of this, she carries in her womb that presence which was only um, uh, sort of tangentially attached to the gifts that were carried in, in the Ark of God's covenant and the old law. And and so the um, the... Infant John, in the womb of his mother Elizabeth, recognizing the presence of the Lord, dances, as did David with abandon, which sort of cues, uh, cues Elizabeth in, even as David's dancing cued the people in,
2: to the presence of God. Is consistent, this joyful happiness and a very positive presence of the Holy Spirit through the Blessed Virgin Mary in this road. God's presence brings delight, and, 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 and
3: so it's good and right and just that we should delight in his presence as it makes itself manifest. So the
2: first book of Samuel, chapter 2, verses 1, to 5, 7 to 8, prefigured it.
3: As Hannah worshipped the Lord, she said, My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. The well-fed hire themselves out for bread while the hungry batten on spoil. Hannah's song really is the, is the basis for what we know as the Magnificat, for Mary's song. And just as the woman, um, unable to conceive, delighting in the child that she now bears, so Mary, uh, aware now of the child whom she, by rights, ought not to have been able to conceive, conceived. And she exults with a song that is both ever-ancient and ever-new. Be
2: not ashamed to pray the holy rosary. Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank
3: you, Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. And be not afraid. Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction is a licensed, accredited, and experienced farm brokerage and auction company. Learn more at DreamDirt.com, including their online auction house, FarmBid, at bid.dreamdirt.com. dreamdirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm Auctions, done right. Hi, this is
1: Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number's 515- 276-055 one or online at coldwellparish.com. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessman International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know
2: Welcome back to Iowa Catholic Radio. We are talking about the Holy Rosary, the biblical Holy Rosary. In the third joyful mystery, we find the Nativity of Jesus in Bethlehem. Micah chapter 5, verses 1, 2, and 4. You Bethlehem Ephrata, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel whose origin is from of old, from ancient times. Therefore, the Lord will give them up until the time when she who is to give birth has born. He shall be peace.
3: Christ's uh, birth is not simply sort of an earth-shattering event in the here and now, but redounds to all of history. It was prophesied by the prophets hoped for by the patriarchs, longed for by people the whole world over. And so his coming really fulfills God's great promises to humanity.
2: And uh, uh, also it's important to notice that this also is the, the mystery of life, mm-hmm. pro-life, that promote the necessity of the human being to respect life as well. So the first book of Kings, chapter 10, verses 1 to 4, 6 9 and 10 it. the queen of sheba
3: having heard of solomon's fame arrived in jerusalem and when the queen of sheba witnessed solomon's great wisdom she was breathless she told the king in his enduring love for israel the lord has made you king to carry out judgment and justice Then she gave the king 120 gold talents a very large quantity of spices and precious stones the queen of Sheba coming to visit Solomon, renowned for his wisdom and, and great care of Israel, um, is a, a prefigurement, a, a sign, a sort of trailer of, of the wise men coming from the east and the west, the north and the south to, to give homage to the child king Jesus. Um, it is also telling, right, that the queen of Sheba, um, uh, by, by pious tradition, is, um, Carries a child herself with her back to Ethiopia, who is who is the son of Solomon, um, and and so the, as you said in the last sort of the last round, father, this emphasis on the vitality of life, the importance of life, the essential characteristic of life that that what God does when God's presence shows up, life erupts.
2: The fourth joyful mystery, the presentation of the infant Jesus in the temple, by Prophet Malachi. Chapter 3, verses 1 to 3. Suddenly there will come to the temple the Lord whom you seek and the messenger of the covenant whom you desire. Yes, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. But who will endure the day of of his coming? He will purify the sons of Levi, that they may offer due sacrifice to the Lord.
3: The presentation of, of the child in the temple is, I think, one of the um, most underrated sort of pieces of, of the Lord's story. There's something very peculiar happening here. The Lord to whom the temple is dedicated is brought in to be presented at the temple. And so so all of the things that are said of the Lord in the Old Testament, all the things that are attached to the God of Israel, can be rightly attached to this child now at his mother's breast. Who will endure the day of his coming? Yes, he is coming, but who will endure it? This one will purify the sons of Levi that they might offer due sacrifice, so that this infant somehow will
2: purify the nations. Beautiful. So the first book of Samuel, chapter 1, verses 24, 25, 28, prefigured it.
3: Once he was weaned, she brought him up with her, and presented him at the temple of the Lord at Shiloh. After the boy's father had sacrificed the young bull, Hannah, his mother, approached Eli, the priest, and said, Now I, in turn, give him to the Lord, for as long as he lives he shall be dedicated to the Lord. So the presentation of the firstborn is one of the most kind of primal of of of, of Jewish rites. the bull uh, sacrificed um, to, to to buy the child back. It's a memory of what happened in Egypt, right so that the, the 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 children of the firstborn of the Egyptians were slaughtered. the children of the firstborn of the Jews were saved, but they had to be ransomed and so so there is the, again there's a deep symbolism here Christ himself, he who would ransom the world being ransomed for our sake um, and 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 the Lord himself, Visiting his own temple,
2: it's very tender to create in our mind uh, the picture about this infant, this little one, with the fulfilling God's presence, God's love that works in a tremendous mission as a savior and redeemer. In a very prophesied, we are announced the good news to the war, to the Lord, to our world. Sorry, so the the faith. Joyful Mystery, The Finding of the Child Jesus in the Temple. From the second book of Samuel, chapter 7, verses 4-5, 12-14. The Lord spoke to Nathan and said, Go, tell my servant David, I will rise up your hair after you sprung from your lions. It is he who shall build a house for my name, and I will make his royal throne, forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me.
3: Likewise, prefigured earlier on in the first book of Samuel, chapter 2, verses 11, 20, and chapter 3, verses 1 and 3, when Elkina returned home to Ramah, the child remained there in the service of the Lord under the priest Eli, and Samuel was sleeping in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Samuel remains in in the temple, not the temple that uh, Jesus is dedicated in because it hasn't been built yet, but in the temple of the Lord at Shiloh in the sanctuary, the space dedicated to the Lord's service. And so also when his parents bring him up for the feast, the child Jesus himself can't help but stay in the presence of the ark, in the in, in, the, in the presence of the Lord there in the temple, waiting as the child Samuel waiting. for God to call. And, and we know, of course, God does call Samuel, and
2: Samuel uh, ultimately says, Here I am. Here I am. Beautiful. So it's prefigured also in the first uh, book of Samuel, chapter 2, verses 11, 20, chapter 3, verses
3: 1 to 3. Right. Eli would bless Elkina and his wife as they were leaving for home during the time young Samuel was the minister to the Lord under Eli. He simply has to remain in God's presence.
2: Iowa, Catholic Radio, 1150 a.m., 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM. Be not afraid.
3: What
0: is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org the bottom line it's for the kids and their future.
1: Thank you to Mercy One for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. From the cardiovascular experts at the Iowa Heart Center to the pediatric services of Mercy Children's Hospital and Clinics. Mercy provides complete care for central Iowa's adults and children with more than 50 primary care and specialty clinics in the Des Moines area. Find a convenient Mercy One location near you. Online at mercydemoine.org. Partial support for Catholic women now comes from injury attorney Fred Haas. When Iowans have been injured through no fault of their own in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, harmed in a work-related injury, or suffered injury due to negligence of others, Fred Haas has been on their side to help recover from financial, physical, and emotional loss. Fred, double D, Haas, double A. Online at fredhaas.com
0: the Des Moines Law Offices of Fred Haas. While we have time, let us do good. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio's broadcast of Dowling Catholic Sports and Activities is provided by Kemen, a global ingredient manufacturer using science to transform the quality of life for 80% of the world. Kemen is on the leading edge of molecular science, manufacturing more than 500 specialty ingredients for the human and animal health and nutrition, pet food, aquaculture, nutraceutical, food technologies, crop technologies, and textile industries. Kemen strives to sustainably transform the quality of life every day for 80% of the world with their products and services. Kemen, using science to transform the world. Online at Kemen.com.
2: Welcome back to Be Not Afraid, Iowa Catholic Radio. Father PJ, very interesting meditation about these joyful mysteries. Now we have a beautiful piece of the gospel for this coming Sunday that 28 Sunday in Ordinary Time. The antiphon for this uh, gospel from Matthew said, may, may the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ enlighten the eyes of our hearts so that we may know what is the hop that belongs to our call. And then Matthew, in the chapter 22, described the gospel today.
3: Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and the elders of the people in parables, saying... The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet, my calves are fattened and cattle are killed, everything is ready, come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, burned their city. Then he said to the servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads, and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment, and the king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But the king was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, bind his hands and his feet and cast him out into the darkness outside where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen.
2: The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So what can royal wedding party tell us about God's kingdom? One of the most beautiful images used in the scriptures to depict what have what heaven is like is the wedding celebration and royal feast given by the king for his newly wed son and bride. Whatever grand feast we can imagine and on earth, heaven is the feast of all feasts because the Lord of heaven and earth invites us to the most important banquet of all.
3: That's right. The image of the the wedding feast of a banquet Redounds throughout the scriptures. The, the first reading for this weekend is really drawing on the same imagery uh, in the book of the prophet Isaiah. That that it's not sort of like God's life is a grand party, but it's the it's the largesse or the generosity of a huge feast, um, and, and that God's generosity um, that that pales in light of what God's generosity ultimately brings.
2: I have a question for you, father. Why does Jesus' parable of the marriage feast seem to focus on an angry king who ends up punishing those who refuse his invitation and who mistreated his servants.
3: Right. So th- these parables from the Gospel of Matthew that we've been reading the last several weeks are directed, I- importantly, not to the Pharisees to whom Jesus is usually speaking, but to the chief priests and the elders. And this is um, th- this is because, of course, ultimately. Um, Who are the messengers that are mistreated and ultimately ignored? Well, all the hosts of prophets that come before the Lord and ultimately the Lord himself, right? Um, The parable of the the, the vineyard master from the week before. I'll send the son. Surely they'll treat my son better. No, they think they can steal his inheritance, so they kill him. So this is a not-so-subtle poke directly at uh, the Jewish leaders in whom Jesus is in conflict. But it would be a mistake for us— several centuries removed and in the Christian dispensation to think, well, this is just a parable about Jews. That's not the idea at all. It is rather those of us who become too complacent in our religious observance, too sure of uh, because of our corporate identity uh, that, that we don't um, sort of need to have a living relationship with Jesus ourselves. And of course, what ultimately makes things work here, the only thing that makes the invitation make sense is if we retain a living relationship with the king and his son.
2: It's very interesting because we, during this time of pandemia, we cannot open completely our our churches to to afford the many people that are in need to live in the, the holy banquet. And when the people arrive, and we we need to say, excuse me, we don't have more more spot for the people. looks looks funny, uh, looks funny in a certain way, but at the same time many of them are in need also to the breath of life.
3: We've we've had to get very creative trying to find ways to get holy communion to people and and the other sacraments and I, and I you know I think it's incumbent on every priest to do whatever he possibly can within the bounds that his bishop has set out to find ways uh to do this. But it is very disheartening when there's simply not enough room or or I've you know heard stories of priests that simply literally don't have enough hosts left, right?
2: Because of how this has gone. Because basically the holy unit is to afford all the people of got invited for this kind of banquet. Why the Holy Gospel used the word "refuse"? What is the meaning of the word "refuse" in this context? Is right. exclusion, discrimination? How we can assume that word?
3: So, um, you know, we usually use the the language of declining an invitation, declining. which is a much more passive sort of an act. Absolutely, a refusal is a, is a much harsher, more active. It's it's not simply. Um, I'm sorry I'm unable to attend, but it's a conscious rejection of the offer that's been given. And I, and I think that's important because for a lot of us at this point, um, uh, the, I think a lot of people right now are sitting on the cusp, uh, stopping this being a decline and becoming an outright refusal, which is all the more reason for us to be in the highways and byways trying to bring people back.
2: Approaching ending our program today, I encourage you, Father, to give us your blessing.
3: May the God of all generosity bring you soon to the banquet here on
2: earth and in heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Iowa Catholic Radio, be not afraid. Father PJ, Father Fabian.